Hello, my name is Jordan Tardo, and I'm the lead pastor at Experience Church. I'd like to take a moment and just say thank you so much for tuning in to our podcast today. I hope this message blesses you. I hope it encourages you. I hope it strengthens you for what God has called you to today. Running with the Giants. Today, I want to talk to you from a very, very famous biblical character. Uh, many of you know who this character is. It's a famous story. We learn it all the way from when we were children. I want to talk to you today from the story of Genesis chapter 6 about the man named Noah. The man named Noah. We all know the story of Noah in the ark. And, you know, this is incredible uh, uh, facility that's been a remake of the ark in Kentucky. And people have seen it. I haven't got to go, but I've heard it's beautiful and it's incredible. But that being said, I want to talk to you today from the story of Noah because as I was studying this scripture, one of my favorite scriptures really in the, in the Bible, in Genesis chapter 6 and verse 8, it, the Bible says that the, this, 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 the world is wicked. It's full of evil. It's full of just wickedness. Everything in, the, in man and woman's heart is just evil. And the Bible says that God is grieved. And we'll read that in a, script, in a second. He's grieved by the sin in people's hearts and their actions. And then the Bible says in verse 8, one of the most incredible scriptures, it says, But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. In the midst of all the wickedness and all the evil and all the drama and all the situations that are going on in the world, so much so that the Lord is grieved. But then the scripture says in verse 8, but Noah found favor with the Lord. I want to talk to you today from the topic of we're taking a lap with Noah. The question I would ask him is this, Noah, how, how do you deal with favor? How do you deal with favor? Because we can talk a lot about struggle. We could talk a lot about what we need, what we do when we're in lack. We could talk a lot about what we need to do when we're struggling and we're, we're praying and we're believing and we're trusting. We could talk a lot about when we, we have anxiety and we have stress. We can talk a lot about when we are addicted and we're trying to get free. But we don't oftentimes talk about when we do find favor, how do we respond? How do we respond correctly when God does show us favor in our lives? And so I want to talk to you about that because believe it or not, in your very state and where you are today, I promise you, I'm going to show it to you today. I promise you, you have favor on your life. Every one of us has favor in our lives. Now, you may look at someone else and think someone else has more than you, but that's not necessarily favor. And we're going to show you that today. But the scripture says, Noah found favor with God. I'm going to, if we're asking the questions with Noah, how do you deal with favor? I believe he'd give us a few tips that I'm going to show you today. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 5. The Lord saw how great the, the wickedness of the human race was, and uh, he, he saw that it become on the, uh, how, how it had become on the earth, and every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart was only evil all the time. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created. And with them, all the animals, the birds, the creatures that move along the ground, for I regret that I made them. But Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Scripture says it's so evil. It's so much wickedness. The inclination of every heart and every mind it was so evil that God says, I just, I don't even know why I did this. What does this show me if we're talking to Noah right and walking with him and saying, hey, how do you deal with favor? I think the first thing he would say is know this, know that you can find favor in a fallen world. The world around Noah was absolutely evil. 
The, Noah, the, the world around Noah was absolutely wicked, but yet still Noah found favor with the creator of the universe. You and I, the incredible thing about the God that we serve is that even though there is so much evil, there's so much wickedness, there's so much, there's so much pain and hurt and drama and trial and all these things in the world that we serve a God that we can still find favor with him in a fallen world. What an incredible privilege it is. Why? Because we know it's not because of us, it's because of who he is. It's his faithfulness. It's his heart. And it's interesting because the scripture says right here in verse, uh, verse five, it said, the Lord saw how great and the wickedness of the human race had become in the earth and that every inclination of the thoughts of the human heart. He didn't say that, that he saw wickedness on some of the human race. He, he didn't see some of, the, some of the inclinations of some of the hearts. No, it was all man, all woman, the evil, the wickedness in all of us. See, oftentimes we can look at this scripture and we can look at our world and we can say, oh, I can't believe them. Oh, they are so evil. They are so, so bad, bad, bad people. But here's the thing. Wickedness is in all of us. The human heart, human nature, carnality, the scripture calls it flesh. It's in us. It's, it's sin, if you will, is in our hearts and our lives. And so here's why the scripture says it's so important that Jesus comes and we get a new heart. We, get, we become new creations. Why? Because the old life is evil. The old life is, is sinful. And so we die to that and become new creations. This, my friends, is favor. This, my friends, is favor. The fact that we are sinful, evil, wicked people in our heart, and yet still God loved us so much that he chose to give his life so that we could find a new heart and we could be counted righteous because of him. We can find favor in a fallen world. I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what your life looks like and I don't know what your actions look like, but I can encourage you with this. We serve a God who loves us so much that, he can, that we can find favor with him wherever we are. Genesis chapter six and verse nine says, this is the account of Noah, the very next scripture. This is the account of Noah and his family. Noah is a righteous man, the only blameless person living on the earth at the time. And he walked in close fellowship with God. He's the only blameless man on earth. Remember that. We'll talk about that in a minute. But then it says that he, he walked in close fellowship with God. Favor starts with fellowship. Favor starts with fellowship. The greatest thing that we could, the, the greatest amount of favor we could ever receive is that we have the opportunity to be in relationship and fellowship with God of the universe. I'll say this, if we're really gonna be people that walk in favor with God, our internal mindset on fellowship with God has to shift. We, for some reason, it's the enemy, but for some reason, human nature, mindset, thought process is in order to be a good Christian, in order to be someone that's a disciple, I have to spend time with God. I don't know any good husbands that's, that are good husbands that think the thought process and their mindset is, I have to spend time with my wife. 
If you have the mindset that you have to spend time with, now it becomes an obligation. Now, because it's an obligation, now it becomes about rules. It becomes about the issues and the don'ts and the do's. Relationship and fellowship is not a have to, it's I get to. My eternal mindset in who God is and fellowshipping with him has to change. It's not I go into fellowship with God to get something. It's not even this. I'll go a step further. It's not this, I step into fellowship with God for my 30-minute devotion, and then I step out of fellowship with God, and now I live my day hoping that God and the Holy Spirit's with me. Fellowship is a continuing all day, every moment thing with God. You can be at work and be in fellowship with God. You can be at school and be in fellowship with God. But what's happened in our culture and our society has gotten to this place of where we think it's just like, okay, I have to go in and have this devotional time because if not, I'm not a good Christian. Or if not, I'm not going to grow and be a Christian that I want to be. Or I'm not going to receive the things that I want God to give me. And so I have to carve out this time. No, it's not a have to. If you are in love with someone, you want to. If you are in love with someone, you want to spend time with you. Come on, married folks. You remember when you were dating your, your spouse? You wanted to. Nowadays, we're praying for you. But you wanted to. You looked forward. You couldn't wait. When you saw the name on the phone, you were like, ooh. You got all giddy inside. You got all excited. You stayed up all night on the phone, not even talking, just listening to each other breathe. Some of y'all young people, don't waste your time. Go to sleep. Now you're snoring and they're trying to snuff the life out of you on the pillow, choking you to death. It's not a gift. It's not a, it's not a have to. It's a get to. It's a gift. Fellowship with God, the creator of the universe, is the greatest favor we could ever walk in. Hear me. Fellowship with God, walking with the creator of the universe, is the greatest favor. It's not amount of money. It's not the dream house. It's not the dream job. It's not the future spouse. It's not the kids. The greatest thing that we can, the greatest amount of favor we could ever walk in is understanding and knowing the privilege that it is that we get to be in fellowship with the creator of the universe. I don't have to read my Bible. I desire to read my Bible. Why? Because God speaks, the creator of the universe speaks to me through the scripture. It's not I have to. We get to. Fellowship, fellowship, with him, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 9, I love this scripture. It says, God is faithful who has called you into fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ. He has called us into fellowship. You ever called somebody and they're busy? And I, I, I say it this way. They, they call, and if you have an iPhone, if you don't have an iPhone, we're praying for you, but it's okay. Uh, you, and your, you and your green text, but we'll move on with that. Okay. Y'all know who you are. You know, y'all have that group text and that one friend has the green, it doesn't matter. Okay, let's move on. There's this, there's this green button that says accept on this side and there's that red button that says deny or end call or whatever it is. I don't remember what exactly what it says. But you call them and y'all know like it's like two rings and they hit the red button. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And like I call, I literally say, they just gave me the button. 
they literally just gave me the button. Like, you know, because it only rang twice. You know phones ring more than twice. But they see your call. They hit that red button. It goes to voicemail. And you know, they just gave me the button. Those little suckers. <laughs> they gave you the button. Here's the problem. How often in life is God calling us to fellowship with him, but we consider ourselves so busy that we give him the button? That we give, oh, oh, man, you don't understand. Woo, got a lot on my plate today. Woo, I'm, I'm juggling a lot of things on my plate. Woo, man, if you knew how many plates I was spinning, God doesn't care about how many plates you're spinning. He wants you to give him the plates. Man, this is, man. Okay. <laughs> But we'll give, him, we'll give him the button because we're so caught up in our own little worlds that we think that these things for some reason is more important than fellowshipping with the creator of the universe, the one who speaks and things are created. Here's the question we have to ask ourselves. Are we at a place in our lives when, when God calls we're in a place of closeness with him, of fellowship with him that we accept the call every time. God, I'm listening. In the middle of this job, in the middle of this workplace, in the middle of this chaos of this, this storm, of, of this uh, dorm room, of this school, of wherever I am, God, in the middle of it all, God, I hear your voice. Okay, God, I'm answering. Here I am. What are you challenging me? What are you speaking to me about? Favor starts with fellowship. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 14, it says this, build a large boat from cypress wood. He tells Noah what to do and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, 75 feet wide, and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch hole opening below the roof of all the way, all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, and upper. Look, I'm about to cover the earth with a flood, and that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die. But I will confirm my covenant with you, so enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive. During the flood, pairs of every kind of bird—excuse uh, me, pairs of every kind of bird, and every kind of animal, and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. Noah finds favor with God. The wickedness of the world. This this incredible picture that God finds favor with, with Noah and this, because of his fellowship with him. And here's what's interesting. Noah doesn't then just kick back and say, I've arrived. In fact, Noah finds favor with God and God gives him more responsibility. He doesn't make his life easier. He makes his life more difficult. What does this show me? If we were walking a lap with Noah, what would you say about favor, how to deal with it? He would tell you this, favor isn't always fun. For some reason in this picture of our mentality of life, when we think of favor, we think of like, okay, we've arrived now. We're just sitting on a beach and like we have all that we could ever need or all we could ever want. And we're just sitting on the beach. And now for the rest of our lives, we're just going to sit on this beach. And oh man, have we found favor with God. But if we look at the scripture with Noah, that's not the case. In fact, I would say this, oftentimes favor comes with work. Favor comes with more responsibility. One of the greatest philosophers to ever live had this incredible phrase that said this, and it, it, it said, more money, more problems. The philosopher 
My man Biggie Smalls. Come on, somebody. More money, more problems. Here's what's interesting. He finds favor, but yet he then gets more responsibility. Here, well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to spend the next 100 years building a boat. Not only that, then once you build the boat, whoo, you're finished. No, you're not. Now you've got to take care of every animal on the planet for over a year in a boat. The dude goes from living his dream, walking with God, having a good time to now, okay, here's what you're going to do. I'm going to make you build an entire boat that you've never seen before based on what I tell you. And then I want you to carry all these responsibilities, taking care of these things and these people and these, these animals. Favor isn't always fun. In fact, I would say I think favor is more about more responsibility. Think about it. You get favor in your job. You've been praying for this promotion. You get the job. You get the promotion. And we oftentimes think it's the most interesting thing. People think, well, now that I had this promotion, well, now I'm just going to be living the dream. No, now you have more responsibilities. Now you have more people that you're overseeing. You were frustrated with the three people you were overseeing. Now you have 10 of them. Think about it. You pr you're praying for your spouse. You have this responsibility and you want this, this incredible opportunity to have a spouse. Will you get married? For those that are married, you now know. Now there's a greater responsibility on you to how you treat your spouse and how you live your life. You're praying for children and you get, you get children. Let me tell you something. That's all favor. All those things are favor from God. They're blessings of God providing. But let me tell you something. If you got kids, you know you're working harder than you ever have. Why? Because when God favors with, uh, with us with something or whatever it may be in our lives we're, we're seeking him for, when we receive that, oftentimes it comes with more responsibility. Why? Because he doesn't want us to just sit and coast. No, now he wants us to continue to grow so that others can find favor as well through the way that we live our lives. It's so interesting. He didn't just coast. He went to work. And he worked hard. And it's so important that we understand this, that favor often comes with hardship. Scripture says in Psalms chapter 34, such an incredible scripture in verse 18, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. Check this out. He rescues those whose spirits are crushed. The righteous person faces Are you reading it with me? Many troubles. The righteous person faces many troubles. Well, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. If the righteous person, that means they're doing the right thing. That means they're in fellowship with God. That means they're serving God. That means they're being obedient. That means they have integrity. But yeah, that person, they have favor with God. But with that comes many troubles. Why? Because favor isn't always fun. We can have this concept that think that favor means greatness and favor means all is whatever. No, it means more responsibility as we continue to walk in fellowship with him. Maybe God's given you influence. There's a responsibility that comes with that. Maybe God's given you financial blessing. There's a responsibility that comes with that. Maybe God's given you a spouse. There's a responsibility that comes with that. Maybe God's given you uh, an, an education where you, you can teach or you can do what God, there comes responsibility. Everything that God blesses us with, when we find favor, there's this responsibility that comes with that. Favor isn't always fun. 
Genesis chapter 6 and verse 22 says this, Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 22, Noah did everything just as God commanded. We're just reading through the story of Noah. We could ask Noah, how do you deal with favor? And say, Noah, understand this. You can find favor in a fallen world. Know this. Favor starts with fellowship. But also know favor isn't always fun. But then I want you to know this. I wrote this down. Favor should bring a greater faithfulness. It says he did everything that the Lord commanded him. See, we can have this, this concept of this lifestyle of I'm going to walk in faithfulness, and then what happens is I get to the point of I receive that, and so now I almost coast. I receive the favor. I get the promotion, or I get the boyfriend, or I get the husband, or I get the wife, or I, or I, I get the child, or, or I, I get the, the, the financial blessing. That I need. Whatever it may be in our lives, when we receive the favor that we're praying for and believing for, now it's almost like we've arrived, and now because we've arrived now, you know what, I've been, I was faithful, I was working hard, or I was faithful, I was seeking God for my spouse, or I was faithful, and I was, I was praying. But now I received it, and so through receiving it, now we start to almost coast. I would say this, the greater the favor, the greater the faithfulness needs to be. Faithfulness, I'll say it like this. The finish line to faithfulness is not favor. The finish line to faithfulness is eternity. The finish line to faithfulness is eternity. And I'll say this, I'll go a step further. Think about this. He was faithful serving God when no one was looking. He was faithful in fellowship with God when there was not this great responsibility. But then he gets this incredible responsibility. How much more important was it for him to continue to be faithful? The entire human existence was on the responsibility, on the shoulders of Noah, that he would make sure that the boards were lined up the way God told him to. Because if the board, if there was one leak, bye-bye, Noah. Night, night, if there was one board out of place, that would, the whole human existence could have been on the line. And so how much more important was his faithfulness to God's voice? I would challenge you with this. If you're finding favor in your life, in your, in your responsibilities, in your, in your finances, in your relationships, if you're finding favor, I would think now is even a greater time that you need to hear God's voice. Because without his voice, we'll never continue to remain faithful. a greater faithfulness, a greater understanding that, God, I need your voice. The more you give me, God, the more I need you. It's not the other way around. It's so interesting how human nature is, and we get to a place where we feel like we have enough. Now this desperation for God almost fades, and it's almost like, okay, we're good, and now it's like, okay, yeah, we'll, we'll step into the presence of God, but we won't be in fellowship with God. Yeah, we'll step into the church, but we won't serve the church. Uh-oh, I'm going to teach for a second. We'll, we'll, we'll bless our, our families, and we'll bless, and we'll save, and we'll do those things, but are we willing to be generous to those that may be in need? See, it's not just being faithful when we have nothing, or we're looking, or searching for favor. It's when we have favor. God, I understand the grace that you've given me, and so now, God, I want to be even more faithful to what you have for me. It's so important. Favor is not the, the finish line. 
of faithfulness. I would say it's where we need to continue to grow an even greater a measure of seeking his voice. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 22. Verse 21, excuse me. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 21. You, you are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. This is God speaking to Noah. We were taking a lap with Noah, talking to him about favor and saying, hey, how do you deal with it? How do you deal with when we receive that healing and when we receive that blessing, when we receive the things we're praying for, when you're getting the things that you're, when you feel like God's taking care of you, how do you deal with that? And he, I know he would say, you know, understand that it starts with fellowship. And I know he would say, it's not always fun. I know he would say, you know, it's, it's not just about being faithful then. It's about continuing to stay faithful. But then I think he would say this, favor thinks of the future. Favor thinks of the future says, I want you to take every kind of food that's going to be eaten, and I want you to store it. When God blesses with something now, here in this moment, it's not just for today. It's for the future. When God blesses us with a gift, and when I say a gift, maybe God, God's put a certain setting, a gift in your heart. It's not just for the moment. It's for those that come behind you that you would continue to teach them and develop them as well. When God, when God blesses us and favors us, we have to understand it's not just for this moment. It's we have to think of the future. This is why, again, I'm not going to get real big into money and finances, but this is so important that you don't just spend every penny you have. Definitely don't spend every penny you don't have. That's a whole nother message for a whole nother day. But that we're going to... that. We're, that's a whole other message, okay? But it's also important that we don't spend every penny we have now. Why? Because God wants us to store away for times when we may need it in the future. See, I think a lot of times people, we walk through, you know, finances, we can go up and down. I think a lot of times our downs can be because we just didn't store when we were up. And so it's important to understand we're thinking of the future. This is what favor does. I'm thinking, I know that I've been blessed. I know that God's been taking care of me. I know that God's been enriching my life with these different relationships and these different resources. So I'm going to store away some for the future. Why? Because I understand that God is going to allow me to use that in the future to help me, my family, and those around me. Does that make sense? Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 20 says, The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Favor. How do you deal with it, Noah? Understand it starts with fellowship. Not only that, I want you to know, hey, make sure that you continue to understand it's not always fun. It's not always the easy life. It's not always the, it's not always the, the smooth ride. It's going to be ups and downs. It's going to be bumps in the road. I want you to understand it's important to stay faithful. Don't just be faithful when, you, when you're looking for something and seeking God. Don't just seek God when you need him. Seek God when you, when you already got him and continue to draw closer to him. And, and make sure you're doing that. Make sure that you're continuing to, to store up for the future. You're thinking about it. But then lastly, as I close today, Genesis chapter 7 and verse 6. This is so cool. Check this out. Noah was 600 years old when the floodwaters came on the earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters of the flood. Check this out. Noah was 600 years old, and the Bible says that Noah and his sons and his wife and his sons' wives entered the ark. I want to read Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9 very quickly. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 9 says, this is the account of Noah. We just read this a moment ago. This is the account of Noah, his family, and Noah was a righteous man, the only 
blameless person living on the earth at the time. And he walked in close relationship with God. Okay, check this out. This is, I want you to see. This is so cool. This is the account of Noah. Noah was a righteous man, the only blameless person. And he walked close fellowship with God. I want to go back to the scripture we just read. Check it out one more time. Chapter 7, verse 6 and 7. Noah was 600 years old when his flood wars came on earth. And Noah and his sons and his wife and his, wife and his sons' wives entered the ark to escape the waters. Check this out. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. By faith, Noah, when warned about the things yet to see, be seen, and holy fear, built an ark to save his family. But his, his faith, he, by faith, his, excuse me, by his faith, he condemned the world because of, became the heir of righteousness that is in keeping with faith. By his faith, excuse me, he built an ark to save his family. Genesis chapter 9 and verse 18 and 19. The sons of Noah who came out of the boat with their father were Shem, Ham and Jabeth. Ham is the father of Canaan. From these three sons of Noah came all the people who now populate the earth. Go back to chapter six and verse nine. Go back to chapter six, verse nine, very quickly. And Noah was the only one who was blameless. He was the only one who was walking close with God, but something incredible God did. He didn't just say, okay, Noah, get on a boat. You're the only blameless person. The scripture we just read that it was his sons, it was his wife, and it was his wife's sons. It doesn't say anything about them being blameless. It doesn't say anything about them walking in close fellowship with God. But yet, because of Noah's walk in fellowship with God, they found favor as well. This is what I have to say about that. If we were walking with Noah, hey, how do you deal with favor? He would tell us a few things I just said, but then I believe he would say this. I want you to know favor also extends to your family. Favor extends to your family. Does that mean your salvation will get them saved? No, it's not what that means. It's not what I'm saying. Does that mean if you got money that they're gonna have money? That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is by your fellowship and walk with God, here's what happens. God favors you. And the Bible actually says it's generational and that multiple generations beyond us will receive the favor of God. They'll be blessed because of our choices, because of our walk, because of our fellowship, because of our faithfulness with him, our families will find favor. What does this show me? This is the thought I had. Take the thing that you care about most in your life and God wants to care for it. This is what favor is. Hear me. This is what favor is. It's fellowship with him. And then through fellowship with him, he gives us favor. It's not about money. It's not about stuff. It's not, it's not about things. Favor is, now I'm walking in such close relationship with him that he cares about what I care about. Not only does he care about what I care about, he cares about me. See, oftentimes we have this mentality that God cares for us, and he does. He takes care of us. But he doesn't just take care of us out of responsibility or obligation or duty. That's not who he is. He cares for us because he cares about us. The God of the universe cares about you. 
I want you to let that sink in for a second. I'm telling you, I was studying this. It blew my mind that literally the creator of the world and all of my mistakes and all of my insecurities and all my fears, the God of the universe cares about me. But then favor goes a step further. He cares about me, but he also cares about what I care about. Your family, your children, your parents, your, your, whoever it is you can think about in your life that you really care about. Because you care for them, he cares for them. And I'll go a step further. He cares for the, about them more than you do. Shem, Ham, and Jabeth. We never see in the scripture one thing that they did to deserve to get on that ark. We never see the scripture where God spoke to them about helping Noah. We never see a scripture about how they were blameless. That we, we never see that. Here's what we see. Noah was faithful. Noah was blameless. Noah was in fellowship with God. Noah was obedient. And because of that, then all the nations were, came from Shem, Ham, and Jabeth. Favor is extended to your family. He cares about what you care about. Understand this. Oh, what a stress reliever to know God cares about what I care about. I don't have to be so concerned about the position and I don't have to be so concerned about, about what I, what's happening around me with this relationship tension and I don't have to, I don't have to worry about it. Why? Because God cares about what I care about. He favors me. Why? Because I'm in fellowship with him. It's his heart. It's his character. And through that, we find favor with him. And through finding favor with him, this beautiful, incredible thing happens our families find favor as well. Many of you in the room online, you probably can think of someone in your family. You could probably think of someone in your life that has prayed for you, that has loved you, that has shown you a picture of what Christ is, and now you're reaping the benefits of that. You're seeing the fruit of that because of their faithfulness. Now you're receiving the favor of God and that the greatest thing is favor is fellowship with him. I wanna encourage you today, how you deal with faithfulness. How do you deal with favor, excuse me? You gotta know it starts with fellowship. I don't know where your relationship with God is today and I don't know what your life looks like, but I do know this. If we really wanna walk in favor with him, it starts with fellowship and Fellowship, it doesn't just start with fellowship. It's the greatest thing that we could ever receive from him is relationship with him. As we continue to walk out our lots, live the life that God has called us to live, I encourage you to understand, one, you're favored. But then two, she would take these principles and you say, okay, I wanna to begin to continue to live this out so that I can continue not just to, to have favor, but continue to walk out and be faithful in the favor. Amen. Can we pray today? Father, I thank you so much.